0: taken your first step into a larger world. The Force will be with you. Always.
1: Welcome to First Steps, a Star Wars podcast, a journey from the Phantom Menace to the Rise of Skywalker. Now, here are your hosts, Calvin, Andy, and Wyatt.
0: At long last, Andy finally knows what I'm referencing when I say hello there. Welcome to First Steps, a Star Wars podcast, a chronological journey from the Phantom Menace to the Rise of Skywalker, one arc at a time. I'm Calvin. I've seen a lot of Star Wars.
1: I'm Wyatt. I've also seen a lot of Star Wars, a really concentrated amount of Star Wars.
2: I'm Andy, and I've seen a... Not insignificant amount of Star Wars.
0: You have seen
1: the prequel era.
0: Yeah.
2: Uh, The prequel era has come
0: to a close for you, Andy.
2: I was about to say, like, I've officially seen three Star Wars movies, but I've technically seen four if we're counting Clone Wars movie. So I I came up with a Starbucks drink. I wasn't going to. Is the Starbucks drink just you
1: crying into your Starbucks drink?
2: (laughs) Into my little cup. Uh, no. (laughs) <laughs> um although i i will say when i i like came home from after watching it and i cried and then i had to like call my friend and be like hey i watched revenge of this
1: you were pissed it was Just hilarious yeah.
2: i really was not having it i was distraught yeah so so you know,
0: who gets starbucks
2: <laughs> starbucks this week is this is kind of a double but i feel like it counts is we're doing Darth Vader's Starbucks order. (laughs) Okay. So this is what I imagine Darth Vader would order. This I thought was kind of funny. So I imagine that he would order a iced black tea because he can't have a hot drink because he was all burned up. And I feel like that would hurt. So he's got to have that nice ice cold black tea with honey to soothe his crispy asthmatic throat and that is what i imagine and then he, would and then he
1: encounters the main problem of not having a, a an accessible mouth anymore not, yeah. i know
2: i know he, he needs like a little a little straw yeah, he needs like a yeah. very
1: long straw
2: could you imagine like a little twisty straw that like goes underneath the i'm mask? sure
1: that fan art exists of vader <laughs> like drinking from a straw
2: from a silly straw but yeah so that's that's my starbucks drink Let's talk about, or I guess not my yeah. drink, Darth Vader's. <laughs> Let's talk yeah. about Revenge of the Sith. Yeah. Let's talk about Listeners, rocks.
0: If you couldn't tell, this time on First Steps of Stars podcast, we are doing an episode on the Revenge of the Sith. And Andy's perspective, having seen the Revenge of the Sith after having only seen the Clone Wars. And
1: we watched it in person together. We had a podcast meetup and watched it and the Clone Wars finale, which will be next episode, in person together on the same night. Because the entire goal of the podcast is to make Andy suffer.
2: But it was fun, at least. (laughs) I had a good time. It was hard. Cowan made excellent pretzels. (laughs) I did. Oh, they were very good.
0: the $16 that we have made so far off of this podcast to purchase the ingredients
2: that's excellent that's yeah. very on brand um yeah that cheese was delectable
0: i did i make good beer cheese i use the um the tiktok guy the men with the pots beer cheese it's excellent that recipe anyway yeah so revenge of the sith i don't know andy do you want to just like what what were your thoughts coming out of it immediately like articulate some of that now that you've had some time what was going through your head
2: you know, it's interesting because obviously I would say this is like the best movie we've seen so far. But I I I I think that like there were moments that were disappointing for me. Like obviously there were things I was upset about just because like it is hard to see characters that you care about going through tough shit. But I think that there were missed a lot of missed opportunities. And I think that might just be coming from like, because the majority of what I've seen is Clone Wars, which was done a lot more recently than Revenge of the Sith. I don't know. I yeah, feel like I did real. I did notice. Not to be like I'm gonna shit on it right as right off the gate, but there were quite a few things that I was like, I think that they missed a lot of opportunities, and that I think they relied a little too heavily on all the tragedy that was happening. And you know, it was good, and like the this was it was interesting it was fun I really liked it I really like the characters like I I thoroughly enjoyed the film even though it was difficult to watch but I will say that I think I walked away from that being like my heart is broken and then the and the payoff wasn't worth it you know mm-hmm. they didn't they didn't break it in a way that I felt like satisfied does that make sense
1: I'm curious yeah. just how much of that is going to be like so the answer to why didn't they do this was because X episode or X plot point didn't exist in 2005. But I think there's some interesting discussion to especially because because Clone Wars is made sort of intentionally. It's not its whole purpose, but most of its purpose is to foreshadow Revenge of the Sith in in addition to telling its own stories. And I also this was the first time I'd watched It like after leading up with the final seasons of Clone Wars into Revenge of the Sith, the movie and not just Revenge of the Sith, the things I remember having happened in the movie, having watched it a million times. And it didn't match up as perfectly as I was expecting it to, not just in the like gaps between stuff made in the 2010s and the 2020s versus a very early 2000s movie as as the prequels all are. um, They're just of a different time. But yeah. it was it was interesting. And I I, I want to get into that more specifics. But I, I my my sec, my question for you is what? What did you think of the beginning? Because it's it's the most it's the most fun part of the movie. But like the sort of Battle of Coruscant. What was your take on that?
2: Oh, that's an interesting. Especially Dooku's
1: death question. as well.
2: So so I think I. I spent a lot of that battle like transitioning from animated like, you know,
1: that's true. <laughs> Clone Wars
2: to watching Revenge of the Sith. So I think a lot of it I was like I was honestly like a lot of that battle doesn't have music. That was something that was really weird to me is that so much of that especially like the sort of like on foot kind of lightsaber battling like not necessarily um flying around but the on foot stuff felt very slow and didn't have music for quite a bit of it. And that felt really weird to me. I was really used to like fast, fast, fast Clone Wars battles. And I think maybe it's because like there are limitations to what you can do with human actors as well as, you know, they're ramping up to bigger and better fights. So it was like, you know, they're not going to pull out all the stops in the very first one. Um
1: yeah, I will say as an a enormous expert on the Revenge of the Sith behind the scenes stuff, there's a million deleted scenes on the Invisible Hand on Grievous's flagship. So it was like the the, the the script for Revenge of the Sith was long as hell initially. And and what they filmed probably would have come out to about three hours um, and been horrendously paced. So I think it's interesting. I agree with you that it like it takes a little while to get going versus Clone Wars, which sort of has done that formula a bunch the like invasion of a separatist ship storm the bridge various people getting captured and a fight and clone wars has sort of perfected it down to like a a very quick runtime but this was the first time they ever did it all the clone wars episodes are riffing on this so it was an interesting it was also i i agree that it was interesting to go back to live action with all the clone wars like trappings and get back to feature film pace like it was funny seeing i agree with you it was funny seeing tamara Morrison clones again and the the ships looking different i i thought it was funny they put the all the color markings back on the battle droids which clone wars never did
2: yeah but yeah
1: but uh and actually it was weird for me seeing christopher lee as count dooku even though like it's like famously that's who it is it's it's saruman it's legendary movie actor christopher lee but i get so used to pointy face dooku and Corey burton's voice for him that he was the one for me that i had to get used to like oh shit he's not he's not the clone wars version
2: see i don't know i feel like i kind of had the opposite thing of i was like i felt like watching it i was like finally the one fucking thing i feel familiar with is dooku he got he showed up and i was like oh god okay i know who this is i know who this is i mean even obi-wan like obi-wan i would say is the only other character that i was like really obi-wan and then i think also um yoda and mace windu also mace windu i think they do an excellent job of animating mace windu in in clone wars so it all of those. Yeah. His
1: voice is different, but his face is very similar.
2: Yeah. So, those I would say are the characters that I still was like, I know these characters. I know who these people are, and I feel attached to them in the same way that I feel attached to their Clone Wars counterparts. I just don't like Anakin in these, the <laughs> movies. It's really, it was really tough. He doesn't smile in the way that Anakin in the Clone Wars smiles. You know, he doesn't have the same energy.
1: You know, that's an interesting point because. Especially coming off the previous Clone Wars episode, Old Friends Not Forgotten, where he his last like look at Ahsoka is that little smirk. Yeah. Versus Hayden Christensen. Hayden Christensen does have like a distinctive smile, but it is definitely different. And I think Clone Wars is animating your like the idea of Anakin more than like it it always felt yes. to me like they attempted to translate his face less than Ewan McGregor's, which I think is a pretty good especially late Clone Wars when they round him a little bit more, his mm-hmm. beard isn't as pointy. It's a pretty good uh, approximation of you and McGregor in that style. Whereas Anakin is always, Clone Wars Anakin and prequel Anakin have always existed in two different spaces in my head. And that still remained true, even when watching it as like a having in mind all of the Clone Wars stuff as much as I ever have.
2: Yeah. Yeah. And, and it's not to say that I like hated this Anakin. Like I was still able to be like, this is the character that I love. Yeah, um,
1: it's it's also easily Hayden Christensen's best
2: performance. Yeah, but, like, that's embarrassing. <laughs> I was just not, I was not in love with this Anakin. I was not in love with him uh, like I am in Clone Wars. It was, I could talk about it forever and ever, but it was a, it was okay. He does a good job. I just feel like Anakin is this, like, noble, kind-hearted, strong hero, and I still really did not see that person i did a little bit and i think that like first battle kind of helped show but i i just couldn't help but you know still see yeah little bitch boy
1: oh well and i think there's 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 two main problems with that that i noticed and one is that the writing for anakin and padme unfortunately goes back into the toilet
2: oh yeah Um, oh yeah
1: where their and hug not even is cute though. Yeah.
2: Their hug is cute. oh their
1: reunion scene is great.
2: Their reunion scene was cute I really liked that scene. It, it's a great it, it
1: Really works well with that scene. They added to Bad Batch where they're they're like clearly Skyping each other all the time really miss each other. I bought their reunion really well It's just the it's the romance scenes too. It's not even when they're like once they've split and it becomes like tragic I like their scenes when they're having conflict and they're like their shit going down. I like their scenes. But the like early Coruscant romance stuff is so weird. It was weird when it was only three movies, but it's especially weird in context of they have new relationship energy for some reason.
2: They do. They definitely Mm -hmm. have new relationship energy. I wish the actors were older. I and I understand (laughs) that a big part of it is that it's just like. Anakin's supposed to be super young. Padme's supposed to be super young. But I love that they seem older in Clone Wars. Their relationship seems so much more established. It seems like the relationship between, like, 30-year-olds instead of 20-year-olds. Yeah,
1: well, and and part of that is because they, they've had some very interesting lives. But it does feel like a regression, almost. Yeah. And, and you can squint and explain it away for thinking of it in the context of the clone wars as they haven't seen each other in almost a year or whatever. They're just being dumb shits at each other because they're young and in love. Okay. But then it's actually the, like, I'm afraid you're going to die stuff. I I don't know. It's, it's the, the pregnancy storyline was also very, it was odder to me than usual. I've always just accepted it because you need Luke Skywalker and like, okay, this is what the prequels are supposed to do. The Rise of Darth Vader, Skywalker kids, we're getting here. But Luke or Anakin doesn't talk much in the Clone Wars about. Sex. Like, crea- well, but creating like you can sort of hint that in his thoughts about a life of away from. I wish they hit he'd explicitly said something like, I want to make a family away from the order. Yeah, because then because his immediate pivot to like protect Padme and baby at all costs would feel a little bit better to me, but it, it, it I, I like, I mean, it's, it's consistent. His it's even consistent with the last movie. Like it's always been, Anakin is afraid to lose whoever he cares about. And the dreams as a portent of death work works still, but
2: <sighs> I, so, so my main issue with the movie is this plot line is the pregnancy plot line is yeah well also just like the everything that is happening with Padme like the like (laughs) Anakin's motives for essentially turning to the dark side are what make this movie bad but I do want to say I just want to say really quick because I feel like people have been arguing about
1: about this for 20 years
2: (laughs) yeah I I feel like we were talking about the Coruscant battle and then we like kind of jumped I do just want to add also I think killing Count Dooku so early in the movie was lame as fuck That made no sense to me. And I think that in in part it is because like all of the stuff that I've seen for the most part, except for like Phantom Menace and Attack of the Clones is stuff that came out after Revenge of the Sith. But like reading all of Dark Disciple, and we talked about this in person too, but reading all of Dark Disciple, which is an entire book about how it is so damn hard to kill Count Dooku. And we see fucking... Countless times we saw an attack of the clones, and fucking all of Clone Wars, they try and try and try again to defeat Count Dooku, and this man is just like unbeatable. He is so good, and then somehow, for whatever reason, like this is the battle, and yeah, and it's fine if this, but like if it even like halfway through, sure, but not even fifteen minutes into the movie, maybe fifteen minutes in the movie, I don't know, around around the fifteen minute mark, (sighs) Count Dooku's dead. And that's fucked up. That's weird. It do- it feels super jarring. He is a really significant character, and just to have him like die so quick, and and my thing too with that is that it's like to me, uh, General Grievous is a nobody, if I'm being honest. Like I don't give a flying fuck about General Grievous, but I care a lot about Dooku, and in my mind, Grievous I have is never like-
1: heard that said before in my life. You are the well, first person I've ever <laughs> met who cares about Dooku. And I'm impressed. Uh, it, Clone Wars works.
2: But but that's my thing. Is like, to me, in my mind, and in, in how, and in everything I've seen so far, Gr- Grievous loses all the time. Grievous loses c- consistently. Like, yes, he kills people a lot. But in terms of, like, <laughs> big battles, like, overarching battles, Man's does not win. He
1: mm-hmm. loses the Battle of Coruscant. Yeah, I mean, from he, his perspective.
2: He loses all the time. So it just was like so weird. I definitely think that those fights should have been switched. I think like a, a big showdown with Dooku, who like, at least for me, at least, and this is like for my own personally who I am and what I've seen, what would have felt like the payoff would have been a lot better to like, okay, you kill off this baddie Grievous in the beginning, because obviously it's a cool fight. It's like a cool, but like having Anakin kill him and then Dooku later on would have been a lot more interesting, not only because of just, like, what I said about the... I think Dooku is cooler, but also with the fact that Anakin is meant to become the new... the new apprentice, I think having that fight be a little bit more intentional would have been more meaningful, because what it is right now is he kills Dooku... And then has and does not have any he kills Dooku as a Jedi. And I think it would have been cooler if he killed Dooku as a Sith.
1: Almost like Voss was gonna do.
2: Yes. Yes. Um, To be to not that he would be Dooku's apprentice, but almost like that kind of thing of like you kill the master to then rise above. And it would have kind of been like that. Like he killed Dooku to then become like a you know, take his place. And even though that is ultimately what happens, that was not the intention.
0: It gives, it would have given a Anakin more agency rather than Palpatine. Yes. Because, yeah. I
1: mean, the, the whole thing is that it's it meant to show early in the movie that Palpatine is pulling the strings and that this is his final play. He's making a play for Anakin. He's yeah. discarded his apprentice. He's ready for the war to end. And at, as, because he can declare, he need he could have Order 66 go off at any moment, We see from the end of Clone Wars, he's pretty much got all the power he needs. All he wants is Anakin left. And in pure Palpatine fashion, it's a weird ass plan to do it, like staging his own kidnapping to draw Anakin and Obi-Wan to Coruscant, manipulating Anakin to killing Dooku and then starting the seduction play is like is (laughs) harder than he needed it to be.
2: But with that said, well, like, I actually don't like, yes, I think that I think the idea would be that Anakin would feel like he has more agency when he really doesn't. I think it would have been a lot cooler yeah, if that's a good if point. Anakin I like made like seemingly was like, I'm going to make this choice and become this Sith when in reality, it's Palpatine still pulling the strings. It's Palpatine yeah. manipulating Anakin to kill Dooku. And like Anakin is kind of aware I don't know. I just actually
1: I will say that I like that Anakin's choice that that brings him to the dark side is not killing a Sith, but killing a Jedi. Because that's the that is the point where he can never he cannot come back, even if he shows up to the Jedi and goes, Yoda, uh, there was a lightsaber accident and Mace tripped and fell out a window, but I killed the Sith Lord. He's still probably going to be thrown out of the Jedi order like his life. His he makes the wrong choice at that point to join Palpatine rather than to just to kill him even after killing Mace Windu or, or like it, it's. But I I think that that the moment of Anakin's decision really works for me in terms of the players involved. I agree that like after Clone Wars, it makes Dooku kind of go out like a loser. And I, I also think that that fight does suck a little bit because Christopher Lee was like 85. So it's yeah. mostly a stunt double with his head CGI'd on, uh, which if now that I've told you that you will be able to notice if you ever watch it again, because it, they were still figuring that shit out in 2005. But like, it's not that interesting a fight it, It's because Clone Wars has Anakin, Obi-Wan, and Dooku fight all the time. They're always leaping around. It's often on and on, on top of ships. And the way Anakin wins isn't particularly notable. Yeah. He just outmaneuvered Dooku. He got one lucky strike in, and he got to kill him while he was unarmed. And it it's supposed to be a, like, significant Anakin dark side moment when, which I think was more like, oh, shit, it's going to happen in this movie kind of stuff versus where we've seen Anakin becoming progressively more unhinged for seven seasons, even as he remained like he remains a good person.
2: Yeah. Yeah. It just, you know, it was uh, unsatisfactory, but it's fine. It's cool. I can move on from it. It's yeah. just, I do uh, love,
1: uh, I love the, the, uh, we are flying half a ship crash sequence. Like that's good fun. That's good. Star Wars. Yes. Fun. Yes. The elevator sh- the elevator shenanigans oh, I, are I love really the elevator funny
2: shenanigans that was quite funny
1: and so like the, I, I really like the opening of revenge of the sith it works for me and it's it does like the movie slows down quite a bit for the middle section as it's basically all about uh, sidious manipulating palpatine and or not uh, uh, palpatine manipulating anakin palpatine mm. is sidious um, <laughs> i was gonna say not to not to confuse myself, but it's all about the seduction plot line and the politics plot line interspersed with some Obi Wan lizard action. Kaya yeah. not remembering whether the lizard survived was really funny because I knew I was like, oh, that lizard's getting fucking that- shot. And <laughs> yeah.
2: there's so much was happening, and I was famously just like, Kaya, shot. The lizard died. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah.
0: but yeah, the seduction. Yeah,
1: I wanted to. Can I say something quick before yeah. Andy's take the I always wanted to be on the Jedi council. Anakin, Obi-Wan's like, it's what you wanted to be on the Jedi council. Take aged like milk, given the Clone Wars series, because Anakin at this point doesn't, Anakin would rather be anywhere, but in the council chambers. Like he, like I get the respect of being a Jedi master, pissing him off. Like he'd love to be a Jedi master, but there is no way in hell. Anakin wants to be on the council. And like, I wish he denied it. Like if he just said no, even if he was even if you could interpret that he was lying when Obi-Wan says it's what you wanted. If he denied it, I would have like bought it better. But I was like, that doesn't make any sense.
2: I agree. I agree. But I also feel like. I don't know, just everything so much happened and I was like, I don't understand why you made that choice. I don't understand where your logic was.
1: Uh, a dark disciple connection I did like is the jump from assassinating Dooku to taking over the government if the supreme chancellor doesn't give up power felt very seamless for yeah. me. Their their like brinkmanship and involvement in poli- in like removing heads of state, I was like, "Oh yeah, this this council would definitely agree to taking over the government even though they think it's the right idea."
2: I want to say though and like one of the 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 like I would say, like capital. I would say there are two, like capital letters, like movie, like like full, like fatal flaws of this film. And the first one is Anakin's motivation for you know joining Palpatine. And the second one is that it makes the Jedi Council look so damn good when the movie's over. And it it took and, and it does because here's my thing. They are psychopaths, right? And I feel like we've watched all of Clone Wars. And and by the end of Clone Wars, I'm like, they're a bunch of crazy people on this fucking count. The Jedi are full of assholes. And yeah, I wish not I didn't... a lot of
1: sympathy for our boy Kiati Mundy when he gets shot. Yeah. Yeah.
2: <laughs> I mean, what can I say? They're they're terrible. Like Luminara. I fucking hate Luminara. I so many of the Jedi are She's like... in the
1: movie for half a second. Did you notice her? <laughs>
2: No, I didn't. She's on Kashyyyk Uh,
1: because it's Commander Gree who gets beheaded by Yoda, who is her clone commander.
2: But yeah, so so the Jedi are fucked up and the Sith are also (laughs) fucked up, but the Sith do really shitty things and because they do all these shitty things and the Jedi are like, we want to stop the shitty bad things and they also get fucking eradicated. It made the Jedi the good guys. It made the Jedi the like... Inequivoc- unequivocally, unequivocally, In- unequivocally.
1: Unequivocally.
2: Thank you. I can't,
1: I didn't say it right either.
2: <laughs> I can The 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 indisputably, like, the, the, the good I guys. Mean,
1: they are supposed to be the good guys. And I, I, like, I see where you're getting at, but I don't think Clone Wars is telling you they're the bad guys. They're I... telling you that they're super, like, they've lost their way, but I don't think the actions of the council late in the war entirely negate a lot of the good that they did throughout the series
2: no and i'm not saying that they, they very are... much
1: did save quite a few planets
2: yes but i guess my thing is that it's like though i don't know if they're truly going to like atone for their sins yeah. Because shit hit the fan and they might be, and they might do their Jedi thing where they're like, if we had been better, this wouldn't have happened. If we had not lost our way, the Sith wouldn't have risen again. And they'd be right. But it's like truly, truly like, I guess I just feel, yeah, I wish I, I, wish I had that moment. I wish, I feel like, you know, we had some like Yoda BS, but I think like an acknowledgement <laughs> of this is on us. Like it sucks. But like, if we had not if this if the Jedi had not lost their way, this the Sith would not have risen. Um, you might
1: get it, but I think it might be a while.
2: But do you're just what thinking I
1: mean? about I'm thinking about Star Wars content right now that I can't yeah. tell you about. I feel like. But
2: I. F- yes. They, well, and they don't have to pay up. They don't have to yeah. pay up. They don't have to they don't have to atone in any I, way, shape or form.
1: I will say I, I don't think it'll shock you to know that as the two surviving Jedi at the end of the film, we will see Obi-Wan and Yoda again. Yeah, I can't tell you when, but well, I,
0: I he's got a serious well, coming yes. out. But. Gonna, yeah,
1: <laughs> it's Obi-Wan. more about Yoda because Obi-Wan at this point, like one wasn't actually calling many of the shots like he's he's depicted as like kind yeah, he's of
2: just a kind of a guy
1: he well and he like he denounces the council at the end of dark disciple which i think is a fa- still a fairly ballsy move and then they don't listen to him and plot to overthrow the government without him they do it without obi-wan the voice of moderation they they send him off to win the war but their plot is is taken with him off world and he personally loses maybe the most in in the jedi purge for any of the people that survived so obi wan i feel like while we're gonna get to him earlier it's way more about the personal stuff for him with yoda it's all about the big picture Mm -hmm. and we see yoda starting to realize oh shit the jedi have gone the the jedi have lost their way but i think it's like the end of the yoda arc makes it pretty clear that he like he thinks that any of this Jedi reform has to happen after the war. And there is no after the war or there is, but there are no Jedi. And that's Mm -hmm. like Yoda's huge mistake is not being like, okay, shit, we have to get our act together and really reevaluate what we're doing. And because he doesn't, the, the Jedi all get killed. Yeah. I mean, this little green guy was in meetings with the dark Lord of the Sith for like, 15 years and never once noticed
2: mm-hmm. yeah yeah uh,
1: it, it really calls back to that uh i think it's in attack of the clones uh where mace windu says that their ability to use the force is diminished and i've always mm-hmm. found that line to be kind of bullshit because like they then do a bunch of force shit for two movies like it, it never made it was like one of those lines that i feel like m- Kind of came off to me the way any line about the Force comes off to you, where it's like, I don't know what you're fucking talking about, dude. <laughs> but the inability to to notice Palpatine is a fun one of like the Jedi are not in tune with the Force or with the, the with the with the amount of the Force that would allow them the the aspects of the Force that would allow them to actually be at their best. But yeah, so the other so we got the Jedi we got the Jedi Council and the plotting stuff we mm. got. We got, and then we got Anakin's personal life mixed with the Palpatine stuff. I always sort of forget how early Palpatine is like. You know, uh, I can use the Force. I can. He makes his play earlier the in the movie than I remember. When we got to the Darth Plagueis scene, I was like, "Holy shit, it's happening! It's happening yeah. already! I'm not ready." That he's he's doing it. He's doing it, last.
0: The Darth Plagueis scene has become a very large meme within the Star Wars community.
1: Yeah, but it's also yeah. a, a genuinely good, like, well-acted scene, and... Oh, yeah, Willie really... McDermott is eating his heart out. I right also there. like that, <clears throat> so, like, Star Wars canon, this is something that that uh, the film does not ever state, but Star Wars canon from George Lucas says that Darth Plagueis, the, the Sith legend that, or that the supposed Sith legend that Palpatine tells Anakin to make him think that there's a way to save people from death. Um, Darth Plagueis was Palpatine's Sith master, which does then make him lying to Anakin later about like, he's totally holding that over his head, like saying, oh, well, we we can maybe figure out how to save people from death. It's just a legend. But it is fun thinking about the like the way the Sith work because he learned everything he could know and then killed him, um, which is a which is just, that's that's how they work. The Sith, there's a, I, I can never remember exactly where this is from, but the Sith, is the rule of two is described, I think maybe by Darth Bane in one of those novels as yeah. uh, one to embody the power and the another to crave, crave it. it. And I think that really describes Palpatine and Anakin in this movie because Anakin loses his shit knowing that he can save, not just Padme, but if you're thinking about not just like, 2005 when this movie came out Anakin but Anakin at this point thinks he can save Ahsoka he can save Rex he can save Obi-Wan although he's weirdly weirdly cold to Obi-Wan in this movie which came more out of nowhere than I was remembering but he could say he like there, there's definitely a version of Anakin that thinks his life is nearly perfect now except Padme might die Like Ahsoka's coming back. The war's going to end. Everything's going to be great, except I can't get Padme dying out of my head. So I like I I agree with you that the and it's been a common criticism of this movie that Anakin's journey to the dark side, like his his journey from swashbuckling hero of the universe to child murderer is a little too quick. And I've always just thought that if you remove the child murder scene, it's way easier to believe. Mm hmm. Unfortunately, um, if you,
2: you can't. But. You can't, but also,
1: like, I do think Clone Wars helps by hitting you over the head with a hammer for so many seasons that if you threaten Anakin's loved ones, he goes a little weird.
2: He gets um, a little crazy. And I
1: think that that's, that's why the, the killing of Mace Windu works for me, because at that point, like, any point up to that, he'd gotten away with all of the weird shit he was doing when he when people were in danger. He does some dark side shit, but he's never really... It's never really brought up again. Everyone's just like, "Ah, oh, eh, Anakin. And then his life goes on and he goes back to being a hero. But at that point, he's like so beyond the pale that I get being like, I don't have anywhere to turn. I'm desperate. It is a sticking point of the child murder though.
2: <laughs> it's just, I guess my thing is that it he, he forgets about every single person he loves you know yes and, the The and, movie
1: has him go tunnel vision for padme i am charitably he, charitably interpreting it to include other people uh, just thinking of the context of the series
2: well yeah and I'm, i mean maybe it's that at first like i definitely see how and like maybe yeah for like mace windu sure but everything else like continuing down that path um i mean he gets mad at obi-wan and is like you've turned her against me and then he tries to Force choke Padme, which makes no sense. And I understand that. Called it, though. You called it. Edgelords. Well, yeah. I mean, we saw it in Mortis, so (laughs) that wasn't like me flexing my prophecy powers.
1: You did get a lot of stuff right, though. Barring your thoughts that Dooku would be in more of the movie, a lot of the things you said when you were predicting were pretty much spot on.
2: I just feel like it... But 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 yeah, he he chokes Padme, and it's like, I'm sure Star Wars like edge lord like sniffling assholes are like, oh, well, it, it shows to symbolize how lost he is in the corruption. But it's like that doesn't make it doesn't that doesn't just that doesn't that's that is such a like pussy ass response. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> that is such a pussy ass reason to be like, and the dark side corrupts, and it it is so very much like akin to. Uh, the BS happening with Voss. And I just think that overall, like so far with the dark side, what I've gotten is that uh, George Lucas like doesn't know how to write people turning to the dark side and like doesn't know how to like make a true motivation for it um, or make it feel real or righteous in any it's way. It's too quick.
1: That's what it, I think.
2: Because they hammer
1: the fear of loss thing as Anakin's fatal sure, flaw sure. since he was since Phantom Menace. So like, I get that being what like is gonna be his thing that does him in. I sort of, I think that's the 2005 of the movie is that I'm not sure a film made today would be, I, I don't know if they would have him do the exact same. I, I It's sort of to set up that like tragic, like, Oh, he was trying to save her, but he killed her irony, almost like, yeah. trying to go Shakespeare light kind of like dramatic irony stuff, but he didn't actually kill her. That's the, the, uh, that is the the that is thing that will always bug me about this movie is Padme's uh, cause of death. Mm. Um, oh, absolutely. I wish not to sound like the edgelords you are dissing, but if you're going to have him choke her, have him kill her. Like have no. that yes. be her cause of yes. death. Like I Anakin kills agree. Padme and that's like, that's horrible and fucked up and that will haunt him and keep him on the dark side forever because Palpatine, Palpatine does that anyway. Palpatine yeah. makes it so Anakin thinks he killed Padme for the rest of his life, but they do this broken heart syndrome, stupid. I, it's why I hate that droid. Uh, like it, I associate that medical droid that Calvin was making the noises of with my least favorite plot point, maybe in all of Star Wars, especially as it's a beautiful scene of the twins being born intercut with Vader being built. Yeah. And like, if I think if they committed a little harder to the unfortunate uh, murder, spousal murder that is going on, like if you're going to do it, do it.
2: I agree. I agree. I think if you're going to do it, do it. I will say though, I, it is so like unAnakin like to be like, I killed Padme and I'm going to stay where it got me, you know? I think that if if he had I don't know the Anakin that I know would be pissed. He'd be like, "Palpatine, you lied to me. This is all your fault. You're the reason why this is all gone to shit, and I'm gonna kill you." Because I think if
1: he wasn't in the suit, he would do that. But like his life is so destroyed physically as well that like he, he barely even has time that's, to deal with it. Like that's and true. he's also I, I I I don't know how much of this is a, but it's been implied in Legends I believe that suit vader is far less powerful than like anakin vader like just a dude um and that his connection to the force is a little fucked up from his injuries and losing all of his limbs but i never really bought that a a ton and i don't think it's carried into new canon but like the idea of of him being weak at least at the beginning in the suit sort of makes me think about like because i feel like a thing of being a a sort of a symptom, a side effect of being on the dark side is always plotting to overthrow your master. So like, I don't think Anakin's going to be, take it completely. It seems like he's going to take it completely lying down at the end of the movie. But I, I think Well, it'll be interesting to see what your take is on later Vader appearances and his motivation and what his motivations seem to be. I did want to mention one thing that Calvin, do you remember if this is like filmmakers intent or a headcanon is that is that uh, Anakin suspects that Padme is having an affair with Obi-Wan?
0: I don't know between I don't think it's between the two
1: well so like i i I
0: think it's head i want to say headcanon
1: yeah so like i i I will have to do some looking up probably but it's definitely notable to me that pretty a lot of his distrust of obi-wan seems to manifest itself mostly in the scenes where padme and him are involved yeah
0: um i mean like there's the scene where you know uh padme is like oh obi-wan stopped by this morning on his way out to talk to you but
1: and then um,
0: because of obi-wan but like
1: yeah it's more and it's like uh, there's there's huge philosophical differences between anakin and obi-wan on like (laughs) politics stuff um and so when when padme is like holy shit the democracy is about to be turned into an empire which actually this is uh something interesting to discuss uh is that padme who is grossly underserved in this movie and that reason is because all of her scenes were cut yeah basically oh wow she had a huge subplot with Baylor Ghana about the oh. foundings of a resistance movement to the Empire to what that what was becoming the Empire and her wariness about Palpatine you could see what's left of it in her scene with Anakin where she asks do you think we're on the wrong side out of nowhere um and that's yeah. because it's mid subplot of her being uh like a, a dissident um those scenes I think are on Disney are in the oh, and the extras on Disney Plus. I, I can't remember, but they're I don't think they're like super they're not canon, but they they're definitely like the intent is preserved. Well yeah, because it's
0: yeah, I, I like I hear that especially with the scene that they chose to include in the deleted scene of Shakti's death. Yes. I'm looking that <sighs> up right now. Deleted <laughs> scene. And I can Yeah, there's yeah, go and look to delete the deleted scenes on disney plus there's a there's lot interesting of
1: stuff. stuff i was just googling doing a little bit of googling about uh whether the anakin or the obi-wan padme affair was a headcanon or there's there's some talk that it that it probably was like more heavily implied that that was something anakin thought in earlier drafts and in production because there's only there's just a couple lines that make me think of it and 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 obi-wan's sort of like dramatic entrance on mustafar when he's revealed in yeah. her ship which is yeah. fucking great calvin is doing it right now but <laughs> it's, it's less impressive without pose. the cape um yeah but, but no it's so much funnier without the
0: cape though yes. he's just
1: they're like mm-hmm. well and like the you're with him line sort of like is always a little weird to me because but it, it yeah, works no. but it's it just always made me think like what does anakin think the problem is at that yeah. point because I think like they're all friends, yeah. But if you think about domestic violence, not to get real world, but it it is immediate. Obi Wan's reveal is immediately followed up by Anakin force choking Padme, not fighting Obi Wan, and that is always weird to me that he he essentially punishes her for bringing Obi Wan there and like allying with him. And I think the that's what always makes me think of the infidelity angle, even though it's yeah. it's kind of not it's obviously. Oh, Anakin or Anakin Padme aren't married at this point. Nobody's having an affair. The the Clovis thing was always bullshit. Obi-Wan is, is not banging anybody. But like. it It is a it is an interesting thing for me, always thinking about what the sort of muddled intents were in that scene, because I, I it's the prequels problem is that they have really cool ideas and the execution is kind of weird. Yeah, um, whereas Clone Wars is way more up front with its intentions and with like what's going on with the characters. So there's a bunch of different ways to interpret the scenes with Anakin and Padme and Obi-Wan in this movie, which is cool, but also kind of makes it a confusing movie. Yeah. What did you think of the duels? <laughs> the uh, battle of the heroes, the Obi-Wan, the uh, the I always. So the the we, we, I mentioned this live when we were watching, but the Obi-Wan versus Grievous duel, which was their first duel. And the grand reveal of Grievous with the four arms in two thousand five, just sort of comes off like they're doing a routine now, like because yeah, it, yeah. they like do this whole like oh we're gonna fight uh, and this is our big showdown when they've had like ten they keep fighting and they do it nearly every time so I think I think Grievous is probably honestly shocked when Obi Wan killed him instead of like oh we'll dance another day. <laughs>
2: They I feel like they did a pretty good job. I it is weird Grievous is one of the ones that's just like super weird to see, not animated. Although yeah, he I got, guess he's CGI so Well, like, his armor uh, got
1: super exaggerated for Clone Wars, so like his shoulders being that small always throws me off. I was
2: not prepared for that. Yeah. But uh it was pretty good. It's like well choreographed. Um I love all of Obi-Wan's fights. Every fight that Obi-Wan is in in this movie. <laughs> Obi-Wan is truly like the highlight of this film. Like if I were to be like, yeah. there's one thing that I think they got right, it would be Obi-Wan. I kind of said that earlier.
1: Yeah, this um, is essentially where all the goodwill about Obi-Wan in the prequels comes from, aside from Ewan McGregor being a good actor. Yeah. Yeah. Um, This is like, undoubt, he, he carries this movie. He's not
0: top billed for nothing, so...
1: Yeah, yeah him know. him. I mean, acting wise, him and uh, Ian McDermott playing Palpatine carry it. I think I I think that Hayden Christensen and Natalie Portman are absolutely fine in this movie. I think that people are way too harsh on them. Yeah. But and and the scenes that people talk about as as like being bad acting. I don't I don't. Like, it works for me. It's in bad ways writing that, more
0: so than bad well, acting. And like,
1: but also, there's bad acting in Attack of the Clones between them. And I feel like their chemistry is better in this movie, even when it gets a little murdery.
2: I love Natalie Portman. I think she's amazing. I think Padme is great. And to be honest, I don't want to, I don't even want to badmouth her at all. I think she's perfect. Padme did not need a change for the movie to get better. They should have given her more screen time. Well,
1: yes. Um, the, Anakin
2: the, sucks. <laughs> Anakin the pa- well, the Padme upsetting. stuff
1: that's the problem in this movie is the lack of stuff. And the stuff that they shot is like good. It's only the restoration of what was cut that is like the sort of general thoughts yeah. of improving Padme. And because, and the other one being the cause of death, which isn't actually about her. It, that's yeah. all entirely a writing decision and it, it just honestly a, a inexplicable one it's yeah. one line don't
0: leave it so that fans have to go in and do their own head cannons and theorizing well, for but something even that just, important. if you want
1: to leave it ambiguous have her die like and don't it's just the lost the will to live line just say just change it to oh shit we're losing her. She seems like she's in like there, there. She doesn't have any health conditions, but we're losing her. And it, it it will be implied that Anakin's killed her. Even if you don't want to change it that much. That's it. It's like only a couple words to remove the bullshit, which she is just it's so disappointing to me.
2: Yeah, I don't. I don't.
1: Silly. I don't like it. It's it's the low point for women in Star Wars, especially in this era. Um, I will say we're as we enter clone wars sort of straddles the eras of star wars being good to its female characters like Carrie Fisher as Princess Leia in the original movies you have not seen them legendary but she was one of the only women <laughs> um and the prequels are not great to Natalie Portman's Padme but by the time we get to the disney era the and sort of Ahsoka becoming the awesome character that she is heralds a new era of treating women like people, mm. which is good.
2: We love, we love that. Yeah,
1: because um, because Star Wars sort of that's that contributed to Star Wars earning its bullshit reputation as a boys' nerd thing, because the sort of lack of representation on screen led to lack of representation off screen, where female fans were ignored. And I'm getting on a soapbox here, but I'm just annoyed at this this particular decision in the movie as emblematic of because Padme is also the only significant woman in this movie. Because, unfortunately, our awesome, our awesome other female character, Ahsoka, doesn't exist yet and in canon is off on Mandalore, doesn't doesn't get to interact with any of the people in this movie bar off-screen obi-wan stuff in the later episodes but she doesn't get to interact with anakin crucially because she doesn't exist yet so it means that the only significant female character in the movie had her plot scenes cut a bullshit death and got domestic violence done to her
2: yeah yeah well i gotta be honest i would not count this movie as a uh pillar of feminist uh you know it's a good movie
1: but this is like its most glaring and obvious flaw to me yes i know i agree beyond the plottings sort of eh eh-ness that is sort of inherent in the later eras of george lucas filmmaking where he's shooting for the moon and he got about two-thirds of the way there so the movie is good but it's also kind of muddled I do also want to say, this is, this I think I'm gonna make, I, I I wasn't sure about this before, but I think I'm going to state my opinion. This is John Williams' Star Wars masterpiece.
2: The, the, the score, the soundtrack.
1: Yeah. It's that good. It doesn't have the same, like, classic themes as the rest of the movies, as like the, because it's it's the sixth one they made, but all of the, like, emotional music, for the entire last hour of the movie is pitch perfect.
2: I agree. I think that um, the music is excellent, except for like the lack of music in the beginning for certain parts of that yeah. fight, which is just jarring. Um, my overall... guess would be,
1: my guess would be regarding that that it's similar to in I think Attack of the Clones also has some things like this, which is where after the soundtrack was written and recorded, the film changed in edit, so the music no longer matched the scenes. And that's often what like the droid factory scene in Attack of the Clones was like added so late that there was no music for it. So none of the music in that scene is new. And the Coruscant battle has similar things where it's using music from Phantom Menace in parts and there's no music. And I would guess that it's a similar reason.
2: Yeah, I would agree. The music is pretty good. I'm trying to think of like what else I wanted to talk about. We didn't um, talk
1: directly about Order 66.
2: I was just going to bring, I was just going to say, and I, I think we're going to talk a lot about Order 66 in the next episode, just because mm-hmm. that will be delving oh, yeah. into the clones. But I will want to say, so this is, I would say, my other thing with Anakin. I really wish that he's so wrapped up, and I guess this is just a product of, like, Clone Wars being what it is, versus, like, the friendship between Anakin and the clones is, like, not as important in Revenge of the Sith um but i'm like the
1: no the clones are so very clearly not people yet
2: They're like so in terms of the creator's people. minds
1: like cody's got a personality which is nice but like n- they have not come up come up with the like the clones as individuals that would essentially be the thesis of clone wars
2: yeah and and i think that i, I kind of said this when we were watching the movie but like the thought of like they are this has to be devastating for the clones like obviously i mean think about how much commander
0: wolf loved clo and here it literally showed him on screen crashing into his ship
2: yeah um is that supposed to be commander wolf in the arc 170
0: i that better well be otherwise oh that's true he would have
1: called the ranking officer
0: yeah oh shit
2: so yeah, so I, I feel like I really would have liked to see some sort of reaction from Anakin with that, but he but again, like nobody gave a fuck about the clones. Anakin and the clones aren't friends in Revenge of the Sith. And, well, and he's so into whatever's happening with Padme that doesn't that I guess yeah, he doesn't care. That's
1: what I was gonna say is that he's like so so far gone at this point that he doesn't he doesn't care about his friendship with Obi-Wan, like in movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So like I, I get that, but I think that is why it, the Clone Wars finale, we'll get into this more, but works as a perfect companion piece to yes, me. yeah. Because this movie is about Anakin, Padme, and Obi-Wan, and Palpatine. But, like, it is about what happens to them, and then it is about what happens overall to the galaxy at the end of the Clone War. Yeah. And then the Clone Wars finale is what happens to Ahsoka, the main character, but also, like, what happened, what is the, what, <laughs> answering the question like what is the clone's purpose in terms of plot reasons but also like how does the end of the war affect them which is to say it's not great
2: (laughs) yeah yeah Um, i know that that really like fucked me up and i kind of knew that this is this it was heading towards this because you know stormtroopers are you know an iconic star Wars. yeah i was curious
1: whether you knew about stormtroopers because you hadn't you hadn't you mentioned them When we were watching live and I was like, oh, shit, Andy does know about stormtroopers. I was curious whether you'd connected like probably having seen a stormtrooper helmet to the clones.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Well, they they look very similar, if not the exact same. Not exactly, but very similar. They they are extremely similar. So I kind of always knew. That it was head, but I, I didn't know, like, I don't know. I guess I didn't 100% know, but, but I did. The Order kind 66
1: of know. arc, the conspiracy arc in Clone Wars does like say the name out loud, as well as introducing the idea of a contingency plan to kill Jedi.
2: Oh, once once order we, once we got to that arc, I definitely knew I was, that I was so disappointed
1: because were... I, I was waiting for it to completely come out of nowhere. Um, and I forgot that that the, like a key bit of that and then making the Clone Wars finale hit as hard as it does is that arc has to happen. But. It's good, I. I I do like also that I was keeping an eye on aside from one, all of the Jedi killed are Jedi we spent time with in the Clone Wars. Uh, yeah,
2: yeah. Which like, I feel are, like it was You reacted pretty strongly
1: to, well, it wasn't at the time because they didn't, Clone Wars did, well, it was I intentional. Mean, for Clone yes. Wars
2: to oh, yeah. show off all those Yes, Jedi, yes, yeah. yes.
1: The fact that Plo Koon is chosen as Ahsoka's mentor and that Aayla Sakura makes like some well-regarded recurring appearances. And even ki mundi when he's not holding the idiot ball, gets some like good screen time in the episodes. Um,
2: Kit Fisto.
1: Yeah, well, that's that was the one I remember that like, because
2: calvin calvin and i <laughs> i
1: have that moment obviously know yeah. that all three of those jedi go out in 10 seconds and you are here thinking <laughs> it's going to be a four-on-one fight so when he does the corkscrew and mercs those two immediately that was i think the funniest reaction you had in the movie you were like oh no
2: <laughs> i just really wasn't prepared for them to all die i don't know like i guess i knew and like we've talked about this before but i was like I knew that something was gonna happen to the Jedi and I knew that they were going to essentially be eradicated.
1: But you didn't know how and you didn't, didn't know, know it was how, gonna be that sad. And
2: I didn't also didn't realize that eradicated meant like literally everyone died. Like not mm-hmm. a single except for a literally except for Obi Wan and Yoda.
1: Yeah, they we don't know dead. if we don't know if Obi Wan's message that he sent out warning them to stay away from the temple reached anybody.
2: I guess we know that Ahsoka's out there.
1: well yes but but that uh, was not
2: revenge of the sith like no well and and it it,
1: it definitely obi-wan and yoda are the two most significant jedi to live they're huge they're they're hugely important members of the jedi council Uh, i don't know how visible yoda is in universe but i would imagine obi-wan is decently well known in the republic uh, as a war hero
2: okay i can't imagine people don't know who Yoda yeah, is. But, like, I feel like they know who
1: Yoda is. I, like I, To continue that would, my analogy, he's, he's that the Pope.
2: Like the Pope, I was but just saying. But, like, you say, don't really
1: know who's the Pope. He's a guy, and he's the head of the religion, but, like, if if asked to pick the Pope out of a lineup of old guys, you wouldn't be able to. Yoda no. gets away with it a little bit more because he's got those fucking ears, but... <laughs>
2: no, I feel like I know who the Pope was because he's he has fancy outfits. Okay, but if you
1: put... <laughs> five old guys in the pope outfit like yoda is wearing jedi robes if you put five short jedi like you, like, you put him next yoda? to you put him huh. next to pink yoda if evan peel and yattle but uh no where was i going I, I just thought of something oh my i really was proud of uh it, what if the pope dueled joe biden as the uh mace windu palpatine fight because that is just in like the white house essentially
2: yeah yes yeah
1: like that is always cracks me up whenever i watch this movie is the the duel in palpatine's office and in the uh senate rotunda in when he fights yoda that is just crazy to me that they that that's the setting of the duels he dueled he had back-to-back lightsaber duels in essentially the white house at the u.s congress (laughs) Yeah, I, I yeah. also did. It was it, it the Jedi like or the politics stuff of this era are very like Bush era and reactions to the Iraq War mm-hmm. um and the and, and a lot of the, the geopolitics of the 90s as well. But it was funny when the Jedi were talking about overthrowing the government to ensure a peaceful transition. And I was like, this hits a little different after 2020 <laughs> because the Jedi aren't usually the Jedi are not the allegories for right-wingers here. They're not even really an allegory for any religious thing in America, as much as a lot of the other stuff are allegories for things in America. Mm-hmm. Uh, Yeah, Newt, Newt Gunray. Newt Gunray went out like a bitch, as he should. Um, I do, it is funny because I, I think that it is partially the, like, rocking john williams but the murder of all the separatist like corporate leaders is kind of a fun scene <laughs>
0: well yeah oh, and it's, that is a fair fun and scene. that's he's i just, love how it's intercut with the palpatine speech that yes. is really well done
1: palpatine speech is great as well he's just he i love i love palpatine after he's won in this movie even though he duels yoda and like there's technically he could have died he's riding such a high at winning everything that he's having a great time yeah
2: he gets so ugly though, and that was crazy. Yeah, that, that was, was psycho. <laughs> I was not ready for him to look like that.
1: Yeah, that is. I suppose that would come out of nowhere. Um, <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, I. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I, I'm guessing that's because he looks like that in the other movies, but I don't know the other yeah, movies. Yeah, like he
1: he was introduced in uh, the original trilogy. And he kind of looked like that. So like this was an expected thing for people watching the movie in 2005, but it is it is kind of funny to just be like, well, yeah, this now this old man who is evil now looks like that.
2: Yeah, I was not prepared for it. I was not prepared for the majority uh, of the stuff in this film. Actually. I
1: love that he just, I love that like after he, he gets Anakin and he's killed Mace Windu, he just produces a robe out of nowhere, immediately <laughs> goes full evil. Like the drama of Palpatine in this movie, he's just like, (laughs) it's so it's so hammy and so like over the top evil that it like it goes past being bad and comes back around to being actually great. He's just he's just giggling while chucking Senate pods at Yoda like and and calling him his little green friend. (laughs)
2: Like That was an excellent fight like that was you were, that was that fight. was
1: also really funny as you were like oh shit's uh shit's about to go down is he is he gonna be able to withstand yoda and then he yeets yoda into the wall immediately
2: for <laughs> you um,
1: yes yoda has a bad movie he he's not having any fun obi-wan also has a really bad movie so should we talk talk a little bit i want to i want to know so the the movie sets up it ends with obi-wan on tatooine with watching over baby luke skywalker and leia being raised by the organas on alderaan and i want to know what you think Where you think we're going to pick up with the twins so i think that it's not the next piece of star wars content we're going to watch but i'm just curious given that the next like but the original we're we're getting we're getting now gonna be like where everything in in the prequel era was leading up to revenge of the sith everything we're going to watch now is leading up to the original trilogy. Like that's Mm -hmm. the, that's the end goal of like the television shows we're going to see, even as they deal with different characters, they're leading to a new hope. Empire strikes back and return of the Jedi.
2: So I, I, I really thought that choice to have Obi. I mean, obviously it's like to everyone else. I'm sure it's like, obviously Obi-Wan's on Tatooine with Luke because (laughs) that's where they're going to be in the movie. Um, but for me I thought that was a cool choice because that makes me think of uh Qui-Gon. And I I really like I think that that is one thing this movie did really well. And I think obviously also that's just partially because Clone Wars can like retroactively reference Revenge of the Sith. But like there are so many like good parallels between characters of the past and like characters now yeah
1: that's why it works as an ongoing story it's why we're doing the podcast this way
2: (laughs) yeah and and so seeing so it being like because because and we've talked about this quote right where like when qui-gon dies that was like the loss of hope of anakin ever you know living up to his potential or at least like not going to the dark side well
1: and it 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 just it leads to so many bad things. And no matter how hard Obi-Wan tries, he was never the right master for Anakin. He was a great friend, but he was the wrong master. Yes. Obi-Wan
2: couldn't be the Qui-Gon to Anakin. Before Obi
1: Wan was like 25.
2: But Obi-Wan can be the Qui-Gon to Luke. Like where he who he is now. And like the I'm sure there's going to be quite a bit of experience that he's going to live before. I don't know. I have no idea. I don't have no idea if he's going to like I I feel like I'm predicting that he's not going to like reveal himself to Anakin or not Anakin. Damn, he's not going to reveal himself to Luke like he'll be there, but I don't think he's going to be like right off the bat like, hey, you have Jedi powers.
1: Yeah, (laughs) you know, I think the Kenobi series will answer a lot of these questions pretty quickly. Yeah. Um. And uh, set up the the Obi Wan on Tatooine status quo that Calvin and I know but can't tell you.
2: I love Tatooine. We've talked about this. <laughs> I loved I love Tatooine. I love when we go back to Tatooine. I love when I loved Phantom Menace on Tatooine. I'm so I'm I'm happy to be back on Tatooine. I love a good dusty planet, and it's just so it is so funny to me to be like, ah, oh, yes, Padme gets to go essentially be a little princess and Leia. leia keeps gets to go be a little princess and uh luke gets to be a dust boy
1: yeah it's definitely it is it is sort of funny but like and it's like obviously it's a similar thing where like she is famously princess leia like that's what she's known as and uh so she has to end up somewhere she's going to be a princess but i do like given what we know or that what we're what we've talked about with the canceled padme subplot of the sort of beginnings of resisting the empire i like that she ends up with bail organa specifically like
2: i was i was literally just that she's
1: not adopted into a random royal family to hide her but she is given to the one confirmed jedi sympathizer in the galaxy at that point like they have Bail Organa and nobody else, basically yeah. Obi-Wan and Yoda do.
2: I I love Organa. And I think that, I mean, we see so much good stuff of him in Clone this is, Wars. Yeah.
1: Well, and he's, he's great in this movie. He's like, he's almost like a second. He's like almost second billing in this, which is, which always comes out of nowhere. And, him being in the latter half of the movie so much makes sense when you know he's in all the Padme scenes that got cut. I
2: wish, I, w- I, I, I need to see those scenes. Like, but I, like his wish. role as
1: like the 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 one guy who leaps into action to help the Jedi works in. in it's almost like he's doing what Padme would have done because there's no way Bail Organa doesn't know she's pregnant.
2: Oh, for sure. Their he's
1: one of the he's one of the guys turning a blind eye to the Padme Anakin stuff. You can literally even see it in the scene where they reunite. He's still walking away like, I don't see anything. Fingers in my ears.
2: He's there. He's there. There's a there's in in Clone Wars. There's that episode where Padme has Anakin's lightsaber that's
1: when he starts to figure it out
2: yeah yeah so he 100% knows
1: that's actually so now that we're done Padme is unfortunately dead I think the list of people who know about the Padme Anakin relationship is Rex Obi-Wan Ahsoka Bail Organa I think Yoda knows Yoda knows um, and uh uh, I guess R.I.P. Clovis Clovis knew
0: and 3po
1: and r2
2: oh yes
0: and the droids yes
2: but not
1: anymore Um, but the droids are well yeah they did r2
0: knows r2 notably has not had his memory erased yeah because he won't spill his guts to anyone who asks (laughs) i do it
1: is well that is i will say is a is is one of the sort of like retconiest retcons because the prequels didn't exist when they made the originals. So like some lines don't make sense. So they're like, okay, we wiped three POS mind. It does give m- most of the retcons, honestly, give like funny in universe interpretations, which is like Bail Organa now owns three P.O. He's known three P.O. for three, at least three years. He wipes his mind. Cause he's, he's so fucking annoying. <laughs>
2: That is pretty funny, actually. And then C-3PO,
1: I, I will say, is going to be pretty a consistent character. So he wiped his memory, but he could not get rid of his personality.
2: I, I really love 3PO going from being like this sad, sad little droid on Tatooine being repaired by Anakin to like being the droid of this like hotshot senator to then being Organa's droid like 3PO really moved up in the world.
1: Yeah, and it's like he gets to sort of fulfill his life's purpose as a as a protocol droid in a way he yeah. would never would have gotten to on Tatooine. Obviously, it's a bad time for everyone now that the Empire's been so like his life his droid life isn't amazing. He had to get his memory wiped. All his friends most of his friends are dead and now he doesn't remember them. But
2: haha. Ha.
1: Yeah, it doesn't it's interesting, Calvin. Interesting parallel to redacted where they give that a lot more weight. Yeah.
0: I was that just should have been that. that should have been here yeah um
2: okay you sickos <laughs> sorry
1: but that is like way down the, the line the very last way we're gonna way watch. down the line <laughs> <laughs> i can't say it i super can't say it but yeah so like is there any lingering t- like calvin what do you is there any lingering thoughts you had on the movie you watch this all the time but like focusing
0: on it what did you think this time? It really just occurred to me how much of what I kind of accept to be true about Revenge the Sith is like headcanon, kind of. I mean, like I was just sitting here screwing up myself just to, like not talking about it when we were talking about the Padme death. But, you know, here I am having figured out my own in-universe explanation when what I really need to do is just sit back and also just say that was just kind of a shitty thing to happen. Well, yeah, I mean, there's you're talking yeah. about the Palpatine drains her life force theory. Yeah.
1: Yeah, it's pretty common. Um, it, it's it's not one I particularly like, but it is one that works thematic thematically. Um, I, I think it makes Palpatine's lie about Padme funnier. Um, the, Andy, this is just the theory that essentially because of the inner cutting of the twins birth and Vader being resurrected, that Palpatine through the force drains Padme's life force to resurrect Vader. Um, it the force is quite vague as you know, but that's not really how it has been demonstrated to work. So it doesn't entirely work in universe. It's, co- it's a cool idea. And like a, yeah. a very boy, that guy's evil kind of headcanon. Yeah. Um. And it, it's one tr- kind of explanation that I think people came up with because they hate the, she lost the will to live thing. Yeah. I ascribe to Anakin killed her. The force choke was enough. She died because she like her, it it stressed her fucking space internal organs too much Mm -hmm. and and combined with giving birth to the twins she just died it happens to people and but the mystical sort of like force sith explanation is also cool
0: just want to recommend uh just want to recommend another star wars book darth Plagueis by james luceno this is legends but it does talk about palpatine's like rise to power and his tutelage under darth Plagueis.
1: yeah it's also widely regarded as one of the best yeah so like that is revenge of the sith the movie i i, I sort of think i'm I, I i do like it but i can i can tell that uh i think for you for what i'm hearing from you andy is that like the events in it are like way more impactful than like the movie as a whole yes
2: like, yes yeah yeah because
1: like Obviously, we're going to be dealing with Order 66 and the consequences of the Jedi Purge forever. Like, that is an incredibly significant galactic event. And I, and now, the, the government changed. The, but, like, also the government didn't change. Clone Wars showed that the Republic was rapidly on its way to becoming a dictatorship, and now it is. The Empire is here. The pretenses are gone. Palpatine rules the entire galaxy. And, and like, presumably he is going to reincorporate the separatists violently and he controls everything like that's yeah. I, I still i was funny watching it being like wow this movie ends on an incredible downer note like there is no barely any moral victory here like there are babies that's it yeah
2: <laughs> i think i think that's the thing though with this movie and i think this is why i walked away kind of disappointed is that the events are so impactful and so much of this is so significant to star wars that i just it felt very like slapped together and and i i know that when you're trying to do something this big that you know there are it can be challenging and i just don't know if i feel like they rose to the challenge in a way that i feel so i don't i don't feel satisfied with it i feel disappointed with the movie as a whole even though i i I don't want to be like, I didn't enjoy it. I thoroughly enjoyed watching it. I enjoyed watching it. It was a good film. I liked and like the events have had. I
1: honestly would be interested to hear your take when you watch it again sometime. Yeah, not for the first time, not like, holy shit, everything's happening, knowing what's coming and like not doing it for the podcast. Be interested to hear what you think then. I think you'll uh, largely have the same things, but like it's also I, I think it's. It is a lot happens, and it's easier to follow when when you know what's coming.
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah. All that right, was so great. We'll talk more about Order Sixty Six. Yeah, well, that, and yeah. that's yeah. what I was gonna say. I have the, a lot the, of thoughts about the it. The
1: downerest but... ending of the movies is immediately followed up by an even sadder ending in the Clone Wars finale. Yeah. yeah. So
2: we'll we'll uh, we'll talk about
1: that next time. I was, uh, I was time. crying in the club in quarantine when that came out.
0: Yeah. So next time on First Steps of Star Wars Podcast, we are going to continue with the whole Revenge of the Sith event and finish up the Clone Wars. That is Season 7, Episodes 10 through 12, Phantom Apprentice, Shattered, and Victory, and Death. So, until next time. One one
1: last thought. Uh, Just uh, Actually, I'll save that for next time. Uh, I'll say it off air, but I'll say it in the next one, too.
2: Before we go, um, would it be a good time to talk about, like, what is next i mean yes obviously the very next thing you're going to see are the clone wars episodes but yeah what do we have i mean coming like what is the next yeah. thing we're going to tackle well
0: next thing that we're going to tackle is going to be the bad batch so yes. like right after like we're not even going to take a break because we can just fit it in under the hair if we well, do
1: and bad batch is like i think not a. It's good to start Bad Batch with Revenge of the Sith and the Clone Wars finale fresh. Yeah. Because Bad Batch is explicitly a spin-off show from the Clone Wars. It is in the same animation style and only slight premise spoiler. It starts on the same day of Revenge of the Sith's ending. Yeah. Um, So it like it's it's what does the that most- mean?
2: What does that mean, though? The Revenge it- of the Sith's oh no no wait no no for a second i thought you were saying the clone wars ending and i was like that that's the time skip no no, sorry, no. It the,
1: but it starts on the
0: same day as the rise of the empire
2: yes okay, okay
0: yeah so well next on the docket is gonna be bad batch solo kenobi and then we go on from there
1: yeah, well, and I, I will also say that Bad Batch is going to deal with the immediate aftermath of Revenge of the Sith. And then with Solo and Kenobi, we're going to jump deeper into the Imperial era. Yes. Um. So, and Bad Batch also has one season out right now. It is not a complete story. It'll be the, it and Kenobi is a limited series actually. So Bad Batch will be really the only thing where we're gonna have to go back and watch season two. Yes, out a little bit out of order in the true star wars experience because bad batch is ongoing has been confirmed to get at least a season two that is not out yet um i i have suspicions it might have been delayed because of covid and also other release schedules but i don't actually know that
0: yeah but Sounds yeah, so after we do Clone Wars episodes, we jump right into Bad batch So
1: Yeah. And after I will the the next like big ongoing series after the two spin-off movie or the movie solo and the spin-off and Kenobi, the short series, is uh Star Wars Rebels, which was the s- animated series that replaced the original Clone Wars run um after the Disney purchase. Clone Wars was canceled, Rebels was announced, and it's it's created by much of the same crew
2: but not the same art style.
1: It is not the same art style, but we'll no. have we'll have sort of had the palate cleanser of the live action stuff before Rebels so that you can approach it hopefully with a uh open mind. I yeah.
2: never I never in my life like if you had told me when we first started watching Clone Wars that I would largely prefer the Clone Wars animation to literally anything else, I would have kicked you. But I would like, have been also, like you're such a fucking I liar. mean
1: look at the difference between season one and now
2: night and day that's like one of my favorite things to do is look up like picture like ref like people will put up like season one versus season seven like side by sides of the characters and I love looking at those
1: yeah the only one I think who doesn't look like well there's two I think two characters don't look like they've entirely jumped shows and that's Ahsoka and Obi-Wan everyone else looks like they've changed like in season one Anakin season seven Anakin don't look anything alike
2: Ahsoka I I have to disagree I think Ahsoka looks like a completely fucking different person she looks terrifying in yeah. season one
0: yeah well uh, until next time swag may the force be with you thank you guys for listening to first steps a star wars podcast you can find us on facebook at first steps a star wars podcast on twitter at first steps sw and on Instagram at First Step Star Wars. You can stream us on any of the major podcast handles, and you can rate and review us on Apple Podcasts. Thank you guys for listening. Thank you. Thanks a lot.